Welcome back to the Vibrantly Gray podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Working. Here in the Vibrantly Gray community, we support older women in pursuing their big dreams. I believe that age should never be a barrier to achieving one's goals and living a meaningful life. In today's episode, I hope you will be inspired and empowered to live your life vibrantly. Today I'm talking with Cindy Stewart. She discusses her journey after a long-term marriage ends. So listen as she chronicles her search for an answer to the question, who am I? Cindy's story reveals the ongoing quest to find our voice. And as Cindy says, find what makes our hearts sing. As a side note, as Cindy and I are getting to know each other better, we live in the same area in Kentucky. She is going to join me in my gallery and candle business. And we jointly are going to get a bakery business off the ground, which is something that I think both of us have been longing to do for a long time. So I love collaboration. I particularly love it when women are able to support each other. And well, I'll just keep you posted on how our new ventures go together. Welcome, Cindy. I remember my 50th birthday fondly. Some friends just very impromptu threw me this 50th birthday party because I was just still in the throes of divorce. And so they did okay. it to uplift me and to usher me into this new age of being 50. And it was cool and to look forward to something. So the divorce was very valuable for me in that it pushed me into my own life. I was living out in, in Jessamine County in Nicholasville, far away from Lexington. That's a long drive. I identified myself totally by my husband's name, his work, who he was, and felt myself get very small as I had lived out there, became very mm -hmm. secondary. So this divorce then presented me with me. Who am I now? So I, I instinctually knew it was an opportunity to finally step into my life. And it felt like I was going to be a late bloomer. I had kind of felt that my whole life. I just embraced that. I pushed myself out into life. I thought, what are my interests that don't mm -hmm. entail my husband anymore and his mm -hmm. colleagues and shop talk and all of that? So I was like, well, I, I love Irish music. I love the Irish community. What is there Irish in Lexington? Found that community, met musicians, went to pub sessions, became very embraced by that community and formed an identity there of these are my friends that love me for me now, not because of who I'm married to. Right. So that pushed me out. And I just really from there on saw that there was potential. Um, I'd been a massage therapist and stepped into that more full time and found myself in a place now really wanting to focus on healing arts and what that meant for me. And then the healing and uh, the spirituality that I embraced that helped me heal from the divorce, delved into that more, which tied in beautifully to hands-on healing work. So it just expanded from there. It expanded from there that this was my time and that 50 was looking great. 
So I'm, I'm getting a sense uh, that you were feeling a lot of excitement about opportunities that you have. Am I summing up how you were feeling mostly? There was a lot of excitement and there was a lot of debilitating fear. Because ah, okay. Okay. It's underlying, you know, that doesn't magically disappear when you no. are stepping out into life and you are reinventing yourself face a lot of, can I do this? And who am I really? And then wanting to longing for the old life that, you know, there was a little easier when you're married, you know, you have a partner, your expenses are, you know, you have a routine, a rhythm a routine, to your life and your income is different and all of that. So there was a debilitating fear of like, can I do this on my own? And I'd find myself doubled over in, in physical pain, just thinking, oh my God, oh my God, what am I going to do? And in those moments where I felt the worst is there was something that just came in, a thought, a very calm presence that mm. lifted me up. Mm -hmm. you know? And I really felt I was being taken care of. I really felt there was something larger than me, that I definitely had a larger purpose in life. Mm -hmm. And it was trying to birth forth in me and, yeah. and birth can be messy. You oh, yes. And painful. And, and painful and long and long <laughs> and, but ultimately beautiful. So, you know, I just thought, okay, well, how can I midwife myself yes. into this new life? Yes. And, and, and you're a mom of two girls, right? Two girls. So how, how did they factor in during this transition time? Well, the oldest was just getting out of high school and going into UK, very okay. independent. So she was on the tail end of that divorce and starting into UK and kind of got, you know, swooped up into that. My my youngest was seven years old at the time of the divorce. So that was a little trickier in navigating. Mm -hmm. My ex-husband and I did quickly come to the agreement that we needed to put her first and no matter okay. what we were feeling about each other and the negotiations and the mediations of divorce that could be tense, we were going to put that aside. We were going to get yeah. through that as respectfully as possible Good. and then put her first and then began to work out keeping a sense of security for her. So, you know, children, do they fare overall? Overall, do they fare well with divorce? Not always. And even the ones that come out with their heads screwed on, right? And everybody seems okay. There's going to be those some issues for years to come. Mm -hmm. So it's something that you revisit over time that even yeah. I revisit with her now, you know, and, and that's ongoing. So, you know, divorce is one of those things that I don't recommend it, but in some cases I do recommend it. And so you have to navigate the hard parts but always look at the new life that you're creating mm -hmm. and, and what the blessing in that can be and try to instill that in your child. If, if they're under 18 and they're going through that back and forth, visiting the father and the, you know, right. the weekends, the other weekend stuff. Um, and how, how old is your daughter? The, the, who was seven at the time of the divorce? She's turning how old is 20. she now? She's, she's turning, turning 20. 20. Okay. Right. She's okay. turning 20. They, it time goes by so fast, doesn't it? It does go by. It does go by. But so when, how long did it take you to kind of feel like you were hitting your stride as a, as a single person? As a single person, I felt rather quickly, the community that I got embraced by, I just felt these are my people. And yeah. a lot of them became very much a part of my tribe. 
and mm-hmm. I felt seen. And that's very healing. And that's something that I bring into who I am now and women I know is the importance of tribe and finding your people. Yes. To help you transition when you go through these things, to mm-hmm. hold you when you do need to cry and to hold you when you've, after you've had an up day and then the next day you're like, now I'm down in these, this dumps again and they can lift you. And so having that, I was very fortunate and I highly recommend that to anyone going through this transition of divorce. Yeah, we've got, um, I, in a previous episode, I had talked about the prevalence of loneliness in in older people uh, and the, the um, effects of, of loneliness in our lives. And we've talked about the importance of friendships and, and that kind of thing. And you know, a lot of the listeners will say, well, yeah, Kathy, that look, that sounds really good, but how do I find those people? You know, how do I, so can you talk a little bit? I know that you, you, you embraced your Irish heritage, but do you have any insights about how to find people who are your tribe? Well, find within you what it is that makes your heart sing for oh. you. Yeah. No longer attached to someone else or what you did in that relationship together, but come to yourself quietly, get quiet. What is it that I like? Mm -hmm. What is it that, that excites me? And it, it's a world out there of things that we can start to explore because you will find your people that are like-minded and that's the key. You find those soul friends, your Anamkara, Mm -hmm. as it is said in Celtic, Celtic belief, you find the soul friends and just what is it that you love? What do you love? Put a name to it. And there are going to be other people out there that will love that as well. Mm -hmm. And I also know the power in setting the intention to find the people that will benefit your life and that you can become friends with and grow with. It's amazing when you take the steps towards it, even if you're shaking, even if it's going to a a meetup or if it's a a book group or whatever, something that pushes you out of your shell a little bit, it sets things in motion. It starts to synchronistically bring in like-minded people and you'll talk to someone, you'll meet someone, another door will open. So it's a baby step and don't underestimate baby steps baby steps. Right. And I, and thinking and thinking expansively, right. Rather yeah. than, oh, I'm going to stay at home because I won't find anybody. I, you know, it, you, you do have to go out of your comfort zone a little bit. Because there are people dying to talk to us. There are people that are going through these very same things, you know, uh-huh. and there's somebody that wants to know you, you know, there's somebody uh-huh. that wants to know you. And, and not, not to get together in a, in, in a group that you're just going to bemoan everything that's happened to you, you know, I right, right. can see you and hear you. Yes. We acknowledge what's going on, but seeking those that can uplift you. And as you uplift yourself, you're blessing them. And I've always said, I always want to be the kind of person to other people that I needed at that time mm-hmm. when you're going through something and, and, you're longing for connection. You're longing for that something that's going to be really helpful that'll drop into your consciousness. 
that's what I want to be now. What I've learned and gone through, if I can offer that to somebody, if I can be that safe space, if I can be that person that can encourage you when you couldn't get encouragement from anybody, if I can be that person to tell you of your beautiful strength when everybody's telling you you're not, or family's disappointed in you, uh, the expectations of others, if I can yes. be that person to help you step outside of that, quiet those voices, and then find out who you are, who your mm -hmm. sweetheart is telling you you are and what you need to do for yourself. It's magical what happens when you can tap into who you really are and putting it out into the world. Right. And just by you going through this transition and speaking about it uh, to other people, you yourself have provide inspiration for, for other women who are just kind of go, getting, getting started on this journey. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You will inspire them. You'll continue to inspire yourself. It's very reciprocal. Yeah. There's a world of people out there waiting to meet you after you've gone through these hard things, you know, and even as you're going through yeah. them. Um, you become a much richer person. You gain wisdom. I was able to help someone who was just so much in the throes of divorce and so angry that their children were suffering from the fighting and the divorce going mm -hmm. on and on and on. And she asked me, she says, well, how did yours work out so peacefully? I said, because we decided to. We decided yes. to love our children more than we were hated each other. We didn't hate each other. But what I'm saying is you love your children more than you are at odds with the other right. person and um, you make a conscious effort and, and it helped her to dial down that intensity. Mm -hmm. And I also said, you will come away from this a few months down the road, a year down the road, you will come out the other end. And if you can maintain your integrity and your dignity throughout this, you know, you can look back and see how things start to fall into place and how things were meant to be. Some people are not meant to be together forever. You know, mm -hmm. we come together for a while. We learn something, we move on. You know, I think we have many yes. soulmates in life. I don't think it's just one person. Um, there yes, are you, you create, you created two beautiful girls, right? Yes. That makes it worth it to go through some of the, the, the hard times. So you've been working as a massage therapist. Uh, yeah. Did I recall you saying that you also have studied uh, and become certified as a life coach? Yes, I hold three certifications. I have life coach certification. I hold a certification in energetic coaching, which would take in more techniques to help you through transitions. There's EFT tapping, there's shamanic journeying. So those modalities, and then a spirituality coach that just meets you where you are to see, um, to navigate the tough things and how we can see the blessing in this, how we can release things that aren't serving us anymore, how we can find a deeper spiritual meaning in what's happening to you right now. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Again, supporting women as they go through this. Right. So would you consider yourself in a, a in time of um, another transition? In a transition right now? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, okay. I, you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure, sure. And I'm happy I, to be a part of it. <laughs> you are. You are. This is, again, another testament to synchronicity, meeting That's people right. which you never expected you would meet. 
25 years as a massage therapist is a long time. The burnout yes. massage therapist career is about seven years, but oh, I've, I did not know that. Oh my goodness. It takes its toll in your body. So yeah. after 25 years, it is coming to its end. And over the last couple of years, especially the pandemic helped me realize this when we're all home, you know, mm-hmm. all reassessing and we were in that, oh my God moment, <laughs> what is going yes. to be in the future? What is it you want to do? What do you want to change? You have the space, hopefully, you know, many of us had the space there during lockdowns. So this started emerging in me in a big way that I was going to transition out of massage therapy and move into facilitating women through their transitions. Again, wanting to be the person that I needed when I went through those, bringing in my own wisdom that I've gained over the years, techniques and tools, support. My life wanted to become one of service, one of service to uplift others, to help women step out of, oh, thinking their lives are over you know, when there's divorce or when the kids move away, the empty nesters. So I've always felt drawn to single mothers, divorcees and empty nesters. Okay. Those are, those are the people that I, that tend to show up in my life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Again, synchronicity. I'll just meet someone like that. I'm raising my hand. (laughs) So I've, I've long held an affinity for that, that I'm a safe space for women going through that. And we've just gone through an extraordinary several years of upheaval in our country and the divisiveness and the overwhelm of everything. And then we were going along and like, heck, let's throw a pandemic in there on everybody. And let's throw wildfires burning the world up. And Mm -hmm. let's throw, you know, where everything, everything that's going on. That's a lot. Yes. That's a lot. Our answers and our salvation does not lie in anything out there, out there in quotes, you know, government, everything, we, we have to do this for ourselves. We are the ones, we're the chosen ones. Mm-hmm. And we're here for each other. And I've just crystal clear that my role is to continue on my journey of healing for myself and to instantly turn around and then offer what insights I have. So yeah. it's a growing process. I offer more and more and more all the time as I share. But I think that's what we're here to do. We're here to uplift and encourage each other and to help with the overwhelm, to help stopping some of the overthinking and the self-doubt, mm-hmm. the catastrophic mm-hmm. thinking, the, the loop we get into. Oftentimes we don't even know that we're in this loop. Right. 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 You know, these are uncertain times. We don't know how a lot of things in the outer world going on are going to pan out. You know, they were coined recently as the burning times, pun not intended with all the tragic fires right now, but the burning times and burning away. But again, like I would come back and say, what is the spiritual uplifting thing we can see out of this? Well, burning can be a burning away. The layers are burning away. The falsehoods are burning away. Everything that we thought we could rely on, the outward stuff we built our castle on mm-hmm. is shifting. So what do we have left? You know, let, let this burn away. This is burning away in such an epic way in, on every level. You really have to not be paying attention to be unaware of right. the chaos. It, it's a cataclysmic shift 
I yes. think going on yes. globally. And I always like to remind myself that the burning provides the opportunity for regeneration. Absolutely. It truly does. And um, people are going to need some help in finding out what that is. And yes. when everything is, is, is burned away, where do we begin? You know? So do you have, I like to be very practical for my listeners here so that they can walk away from an episode and go, okay, I've got something, a tool that I can use. So what would be a strategy or a way of thinking that you would share or can share with our listeners to help them as we go through these sorts of times? Well, an antidote to overwhelm, overthinking, and Mm -hmm. self-doubt. I am in the process of certifying another certification in intuitive plant medicine, just a very Ah. nature-based work that helps you get very grounded in nature. It's one Mm -hmm. of the things we can rely on. We can look outside and still see the trees and still see things grow from seeds and the sun comes out and we can look at the cycles and the seasons and those things are happening. Those things are there to immerse ourselves in that a little bit. I'm a big believer in getting very quiet. We There's a lot of distractions in our lives. So really, mm-hmm. how can we limit some distractions? Can we put the phone down? Can we stop the doom scrolling? Can we limit the, the news cycle, the 24-7 news cycle that just scares the crap out of you? So some practical things is to find where you can get some quiet time in your life. Truly quiet time. Go outside grounding. Sometimes it's called earthing, taking Mm -hmm. your shoes off barefoot on the earth, on the grass, the positive and negative charges from those that are going to soak that energy up from the land. Yeah. Just taking those moments, your breath. And then also it's important to know that we are so much more than what we're seeing and experiencing as human beings. We all have a very deep well of inspiration and magnificence within us that once you tap into it, answers and resolutions come. Mm -hmm. But to tap into that quiet voice, that little still small voice that we Mm -hmm. all have, you have to really get some of the noise out of your life. And this is where you can ask the important questions. What do I want now? How may I be of service? What is it that I love? What is it that I want to help others with? How do I want to benefit the world? Because I don't believe the world is broken. I believe the systems are broken. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how do we navigate that? But the real tools really come, they become very simple. What do I love? What do I believe? Having quiet time in the morning, if you can manage it, if you can get up 30 minutes earlier is hugely Do you recommend uh, writing, uh, journaling? I've done journaling. I've dipped in and out of it over the years. Sometimes it's something I don't stick with. It really works well for some people. Mm -hmm. Me personally, nature is my antidote. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Getting out in nature, sitting against a tree. My goodness, I have trees in my backyard that I have gone out and sat on the ground with my back to them, imagined my own taproot coming from the base of my spine deep into the earth, through the water shelf, deep, deep to the core, mingling with that tree, that tree is holding you. 
Mm-hmm. That tree is there. That's the mm, longest. I like that image. It's a living, breathing thing. You can sit with that tree at your back. You can breathe with that tree. This isn't woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. that tree is breathing with you. You're grounding with that tree. You can you can even hold your arms up skyward and the branches are going to the air. You are now suspended between the, the solidity and stability of earth the lightness and freedom of air, and you can find your center in that. That's a very powerful tool for me as something that I physically do. And I've done it often. You know, I, when I feel overwhelmed, I do that and it works for me every time it quiets my mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, that, that's great. I, I like it that you're sharing some information that's different than, uh, well, make sure you get seven to eight hours of sleep each night, uh, you know, <laughs> exercise, uh, you know, you know, kind of the standard. The, the eye roll right? thing. The yeah, and, and, and I'm not, I, I'm not discounting all of that. I don't oh, want anybody no, no, no. to misunderstand, but one of the things I like to do, and I feel very fortunate to be living out in the, in the country is that I feel, and I try to stay in sync with the rhythms of nature around me. Yes. Right. So just, you know, when the sun comes up and when it goes down, and I also like to adjust my schedule around the weather. Right. So yeah. it, it's not, you know, sometimes I think as humans, we just like, well, I've got to do this no matter what's going on. And it's not, there's a, there's a rhythm to the natural world that if you can get in sync with it just a little bit, it, it helps. Here is. Yes. I noticed, you know, Kentucky has faced an um, enormous amount of storms and wind. Oh yes. This yes. year's just been incredible and we're not done with it yet, but, you know, um, again, looking for um what is an uplifting way to look at this? So all of the wind and all of the trees that have been turned upside down, the massive trees that we've seen mm-hmm. with their roots completely turned over from last March yes. when we had a yeah. big, big wind come through. I, I will look at that when these storms blow through and I will say, what needs to be uprooted in me? You know, mm. a tree at the yeah. back of my property fell a few weeks yeah. ago. What needs to be uprooted in me? What needs to blow through my life? What is trying to move through me? I've stood on my deck in wind and in storms and opened my arms and invited the the energy of the wind. Reveal to me what I need to give up. What needs to blow away? You know, you can use nature in so many ways to, to heal yourself and to ask these questions and find immense comfort in so yeah, living by the season, staying in the season we're in, you know, we're moving into harvest time, a gathering time. What can I gather around me? What mm-hmm. good people can I gather around me? What good new habits can I gather around me? Look back over the last few months, even if they've been difficult and, and glean and harvest from that. What was a blessing? What did happen? What fell away? What seemed awful at the moment, but I can in in retrospect now see that was necessary. You know, we can live in harvest time and harvest for ourselves these things. 
Um, and in the spring, planting new seeds for, mm-hmm. for endeavors and projects. Wintertime is true rest. We move into yes. this holiday season of going and parties and revving up and everything is fast and blah, 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 blah. And this is a quieting time in nature. Mm-hmm. This is the hibernating time. This is going within. I very much live by the seasons and I can truly say it has saved my life and kept me sane. Yes. I feel, yeah, I feel the same way with me too. You know, particularly in the winter, I can feel it because I I want to go inward. You know, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm just sort of, you know, collapsing inward and resting and, and it's okay. Permission to rest, gathering around you, what feels nurturing and Mm -hmm. good for you and Mm -hmm. permission to rest you know, rest your mind mentally. When the overwhelm comes, take some of the tools, get out in nature, get quiet, put your phone down, get quiet. You know, what are you gathering around you? Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful time. It's a wonderful time. But you speak so eloquently about it. I love it. I I love getting your perspective Mm -hmm. on that. So what, what do you see I know that you want to give back, that you want to live a life of service, but what do you see, you know, coming down the, down the road well, for, first for thing, yourself? First thing I want to say about service is you need to fill your own well first. Absolutely. And you, I visualize it as a cup and saucer. You fill that cup and what overflows into the saucer, that's what you give from. You mm-hmm. give from your overflow. So service to others is not a depleting, is not a put everyone no. first. The right. old paradigm thinking that you put yourself last. No, so particularly for women. Particularly for women. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And that's another aspect that I I hope to be of help to inspire is that's true self-care. So filling my cup and moving forward and giving from my reserves. Yes, I mean, I want to start offering workshops. You know, I have one on the horizon here for winter solstice, which Mm -hmm. is going to be a beautiful time because, you know, what's happening, the days are going to be getting longer. So what can we now move with? What can we now expand Mm -hmm. and see growing in our lives? Winter solstice can be a time to acknowledge can be a time to come together and the workshop will basically be, you know, elements of some nature. We'll have some nature crafts and we'll make some beautiful things. We'll make some nature medicine, maybe a tincture or a tonic or something, uh, you know, and setting new intentions for the year, but still with that, there's no rush to do that. We're still in the quiet stage. Um, so that's the kind of workshops that I want to offer will be a lot of them nature-based and mm-hmm. then a lot of them based in empowering a woman to make new choices for herself without guilt, to set boundaries for herself, to say no without guilt. And that's going to need to be to family sometimes. That's going yes. to need to be with your work. Always it's going to be with your family. <laughs> <And> <laughs> right. Always. So, and empowering women to do that. So this beautiful thing that's glowing in your heart that's there that you may not see right now can come about can mm-hmm. can grow brighter and you can find your gifts in that and start giving your gifts and you're healing along with that and you're offering healing to others and and you're putting that out there in the world so uh, that's very important to me that's very important to me yeah do you think that it is 
more difficult for women who are older to reinvent themselves? What has your experience been? And the reason I'm asking this question is I really like the work of Thich Nhat Hanh. He you know, talks a lot about habit energy and how over time that habit energy gets harder and harder to, to change, to disrupt. So what's been your experience with working with older women? Are they just so sick and tired of being sick and tired that they're willing to go deep? Or is that something that seems like it's impossible for them to do? Well, any and all of the above, yes. Okay, okay. It's, It's true, yes. But, you know, society and our culture and our media really does a number on women as they get older. Mm-hmm. It tells you your worth is going down the toilet. Yes. It tells you you're if you don't look a certain way, you know, we know all of the negative messaging out there, even though if we acknowledge it and know that it's fake and it's created and it's airbrushed and it's not real, it still has gotten in there. It gets mm-hmm. in the psyche insidiously. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Absolutely. very insidious how it works. So again, that's the coming back to yourself and getting quiet about what you really love and want to do in life and let that other be damned. You know, that's what Mm -hmm. I say. It's just turn away from society's expectation of you. Turn away from anybody telling you how you should look or feel or what your worth Mm -hmm. is. And it's a vibrant time. It's a time where we know more what we want and what we don't like. A lot of times our tongue gets a little loosened. We speak up a little more. We're a little more outrageous. Yes. You know, that great poem, you know, when I get old, I'm going to start wearing purple. Purple. And, that's yeah, right. You know, that's all right. Of these things. It's like I was there when I hit 40. I met, I turned 40 and I just didn't care anymore what people thought of me. I'm a I later did. bloomer than you. It took me a little bit longer to do that, but it's, well, I it mean, feels I did. good. It feels great when you're, when you reach that point. Yes. You know, but yeah, we have to silence the number society's done on us. You know, the corporations out there that do not care about you at all, they're banking on your vulnerability. They're banking Mm -hmm. on your insecurity. They're pandering to that. They're making you feel terrible to sell their products. And then you've taken in this feeling that I'm just not worth as much, you know, but true attractiveness has nothing to do with the outside. True charisma has nothing to do with what is on the outside. It's what you portray. It's the warmth. It's the eye contact with people. It's the, I see you. I -hmm. understand. Again, we're the ones to do the work, to do the healing. It's coming back down to us, regular, everyday individual people, not the celebrities, not the things that are being sold that are slick and shiny. Yeah, I was just going to say, you don't have to buy a product. You don't have to join a gym. You don't, you know, it's, it's uh, simple things. You know, and I don't knock that people do things for themselves, you know, treatments or whatever. I'm not knocking that at all. Those are, those are great, you know, but they don't define you. So Mm -hmm. yeah, women, women, it seems have a harder time, but I think there, there's something rising in women. There is something I'm feeling collectively rising 
I, you know, I call it goddess rising. You know, there's a lot of work on this, that this thing that's been held dormant, these things, again, that have happened in society, the Me Too movement, the things that have just been shocking, um, things that are coming to light, um, that you just can't treat us this way anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. our, our innate sense of worth, it's time has come. And I'm seeing this. So don't be afraid of these things that are going on around us, this upheaval, these things that are burning off, you know, it's a cleansing. It's a, it's a chemical chemicalization process, if you will. It's the stirring the muddy riverbed, you know, and we can't see through it, but when all that gunk settles, that water's crystal clear. You know, that's what I see happening. And I see women of a certain age, we already know, we know a lot of things. Sometimes we're afraid to even say what we believe and know we're going to be viewed as weird or, you know, I went through that period for a while. I mean, I've been labeled weird so many times in my life that I take it as a compliment now. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, they're noticing that I'm not doing the uh, quote unquote normal way. Yes. Or she's out there. Yes, I am out there. You know, I'm looking for a, a, a higher way to think of things because the old way is not working anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so and you think, have what I think they call a rebel heart. I think so. <laughs> I do believe so. I've never been really and able. And that's okay. It. It's not rebel in a, in a nasty way or you know, or in a violent way, or just to rebel and for the sake of rebelling, it's rebelling with a purpose. I want to upset the paradigm. Yes. I want to shift it. I want to shift it. You know, there's a new way to think about things. There's a new way to show up in life. Right. Um, Well, that was the impetus for starting this podcast. I wanted it to be just a, you know, a small, a, a small form of resistance. And thank you for that. Yeah. Well, you know what? I feel like I'm the one who's benefiting the most. I get to hear all of these wonderful women's stories and, you know, they, they inspire me. Uh, And, and, you know, it feels good to put myself out there. You know, it was, it's like a big step for me. Was it scary? Oh, yes. I live in fear all the time, but but I keep doing stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) Feel the fear and do it anyway. <laughs> Feel the fear and do it. Yeah. Yeah. People, I think people don't see, I must cover it up pretty well, but they don't see how afraid I am. You know, well, it's, it's perfectly, it's wonderful that you acknowledge that. I can acknowledge that too. I mean, I have some people look at me and say, you're so competent. You're so this, you're so that. Yes. How did you do it? How did you sail through this? How did you manifest that? And yeah. I'm like, if you only knew. Just this morning, I was on the floor going, oh, my God, (laughs) quaking in our boots, you know, yeah, you know, but what do you do? You get quiet again, you take a deep breath, you let that move through you, it's going to come up again, and again, and again, and you let it move through you, you acknowledge it. I'm like, hello, old friend. Hello, sweetheart. There you are. Oh, you're back. Yeah, you know, but I've got you. Yes. And, and, um, there's something in an error in my thinking that leads to fear reappearing. You know, it's that either I'm forgetting to be grateful for something Mm -hmm. or I'm catastrophizing. Mm -hmm. 
or, you know, there, there's something I'd look at fear as a reminder that I need to adjust something. And it might be that if I really look at it, um, full circle, look at it, it might be that I really am in error in the path that I'm on at that moment. And so the fear is saying, are you sure? <laughs> you know? And so it, I am trying to make friends with fear because yeah. believe me, it ain't going away. <laughs> no, no, you know, but it's also many times it's just a thought we're having and a thought can be yes. changed. Yes. You yes. know, a thought can be changed. And I have, I've tormented myself sometimes with like this direction, that direction, or I'll have a, I'll think I have an intuitive hit about something and then I'll have another intuitive hit. That's the exact opposite. So I'm like, okay, which is it? And I have to ask myself the answer of which, which is the truth for you is, is this loving? Mm -hmm. Does this serve me? Mm -hmm. Is this kind to myself? Yes. Or is this thought causing this upheaval and this worry and this anger, um, that's not a benefit to me. So I can let that go. Mm -hmm. This worry about this, that, or the other, or this, that, or other person um, is, is what I'm feeling right now, loving, kind to myself. Well, yes, this is a path that will be very loving towards myself to take, then take that path. But if it doesn't answer that question, is it kind? Mm -hmm. It's not true. Right. And I can let it go. And I can change that thought. You know, positivity is a great thing. I don't believe in toxic positivity, but, you know, slapping a happy face on everything and saying everything's fine. No, when it's yeah. Not, it's you know, not. or the fake smile, you know, um, no, we acknowledge when things are crappy and scary, but you just ask yourself in that, what is the truth of the situation here? What am I not seeing? And just that question, what am I not seeing in this mm -hmm. situation? Mm hmm where's the blessing in this? And again, you have to be quiet enough to do that. And it comes to the surface. And it always comes back to self love, taking care of your beautiful self. From that place, you show up authentically in life. When that is grounded and stable in you, then you show up authentically in life. And answers, opportunities, people, they all show up. They all want to come play when yes. you come from that space, you know, and every day it's a reset. Every day is a reset. You know, mm -hmm. if you can let go of some of the nonsense of the day at night, when you're getting ready to go to sleep, if you can review your day, no more than five minutes, don't, don't torment yourself. Just let yeah. go, <laughs> let go <laughs> of the foibles and mistakes. You know, I'm going to wake up again, wake up in the morning my, I wake up in the morning and I'm, I am like, where do I go today? Who do I speak to? What do I say? Show me. And whatever that personal faith is, I'm not talking anything, which way or the other, but everybody has something that they have faith in, whatever it is, yeah, draw it anchors in. them. Yes. Anchors them. God, universe, whatever your terminology is nature. You know, if you don't like any of those nature, what feels natural and good? Use me today in that way. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. a sincere petition 
to something higher than ourselves that is functioning within us and draw it in, you know, yeah, it wants to have fun with you. <laughs> it yes. wants to have fun. Yeah. And I think staying in as much as one can staying in a, a state of gratitude. Oh yes. Uh, is just really key. I know my life feels different when, since I've been practicing every day gratitude and, you know, quite frankly, there's things that happen each day that I'm not really grateful for, <laughs> but, but I make sure that I accentuate the, the ones that I am grateful for. And, you know, what I'm grateful for, does not always appear to be a good thing, but it taught me something perhaps, which I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful when somebody shows me who they are, whether it's, you know, that's good information, <laughs> right? So I'm grateful for you, that. When people yeah. show you who they are, believe them. We know. Yes. That's Maya Angelou quote. Oh, yes. We love, we love Miss Maya. Yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's just so it's not, I think sometimes people think, oh, I have to say, you know, I'm thankful for my car. I'm thankful for, you know, the material things. And it's, and for me, at least it's not, I mean, I am grateful for all those things, but that's not what a gratitude practice really is. Right. It's gra gratitude for experiences, I think. Right. It is. And it grows richer. You might start out with some of those superficial things. It's sure. part of gratitude practice. And I thank my car every day. You know, yes. I, oh, I do too. I patter. I say, "Oh, Nelly, thank you. <laughs> thank you for taking me to you know X and Y and Z." And oh yeah, no, I have conversations with my car. <laughs> the air conditioning. I'm so you know. <laughs> yes, but you know, you start out with those things that are immediate and around you, but then it gets deeper and richer. Then you start tapping into some really deep things of which yes. you're grateful for. Yes. Know. Um, yeah. And like you said, there's many times when people seem disappointing or behaving badly, you know, sometimes I just have to say, I'm grateful that I see this because it allows me to see behind that mask you're wearing right now, you're hurting. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I can send you a Good silent point. blessing and you are reminding me of my humanity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how I express gratitude when things are unpleasant. Mm hmm. We don't have to like them. And then that's what you say. Is this loving or kind? No, let it go. Let it go. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have to be grateful for those things. But I'm always like grateful that what can I take away from this? Hurt people, hurt people. Okay. Impersonalize it. It's not coming at me. The slings and arrows, what they said that seemed hurtful. That's not about me. That's when you start gaining the richness in your life and the insight for others. Mm -hmm. You can start mm -hmm. to release the hurtful things. Well, and if you, you know, I was struck when you were talking earlier about you want to lend a hand to women who have gone through the same things as you. And, and so your at the time probably felt horrible experience has now led you to where you can offer compassion and, and help yes. uh, to other people. So, you know, you know, it might sound odd, but that's something to be grateful for as well. I remember the day I thanked my ex-husband after we went through all the turmoil. And, you know, in the very beginning of the divorce, we behaved badly. 
Well, yeah, everybody <laughs> does. Yeah. We were being very hurtful. Yeah. Um, you know, but I we stepped away from that. And I the day that I could say to him, thank you for making a decision for yourself to leave me. Thank you, because you kicked me into my future. Mm -hmm. How did he react? Oh, he was kind of like, uh, oh, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know? and, and, and I explained a little further why, you know, I said it. And, and then he agreed. He said, well, he says, I'm happy that you're happy. And I'm happy that you've discovered a side of you that was always there that maybe you didn't see when you were married to me. Yes. So there's always that, you know. Um, so I was able to say that. Thank you. That gratitude again came into play over something that was very painful. You know, mm -hmm. the gratitude, you know, my daughter went off to college and, and suddenly I'm not a mother anymore. I'm not a mother that is the day in, day out. Right. And I got quickly replaced by her need for friends and her her life, you know, mm -hmm. and and like, well, who am I now? So I, I thought I was prepared for that when it happened, but I wasn't. You know, there's the you shut the door and you are alone with yourself. Yes. There isn't. Welcome. The <laughs> I was always angry with the socks on the floor. And now I was like, I need to see some socks. On the floor. <laughs> you know, so yeah, but it, it again, it's, it's just been almost two years that she's been at college. And I've, gosh, in that two years time, I enjoy my alone time. I revel in it. I've reclaimed my home. Uh -huh. um, I've reclaimed my home. <laughs> I mean, that is a big one. It is now the quiet atmosphere that I need and want. Yes. I don't have to consider anyone else. Yeah. Um, you have energy for different things that you, yes. you yes. Yes. So I, I left this behind and I've stepped into this. And then of course her, our relationship now is um, evolved into something, you know, a little more mature, a little bit. Mm -hmm. She knows I'm still mom is there and I have her back. I'm still a safety net, but um, you know, so you, you navigate through it. They never leave you, you know, they mm -hmm. never leave you, but they also do enjoy seeing you rock your life. Oh, they absolutely. And think of the wonderful role model that you're providing for both of your children. Yes. Right. They have, you have so many lessons to that you can teach them and you don't have to like say okay now I'm going to school you on this it's just how you are living your life yes yes because the greatest gift you can give them is to live well mm -hmm. throughout and beyond because when they go off on their own they don't want to worry about mom you know, they don't right. really want, they don't want to think mom's home depressed because I'm not there, you know, but no, gosh, mom's doing this, that, and the other, you know, and, and that spills over to your friends and, and loved ones. You know, people want to see you living a good life. It, it mm -hmm. It's, it's uplifting and comforting. And I will say by the same token, some people will not want to see you thrive. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, that's, that's their own story. And that's something there, yes. you know, but you can see through that. At least you can not hold it against them and you can see through what they're projecting, mm -hmm. um, but you still go on and live that good life and you take care of yourself. And, yeah. you know, each day, each day, well, Cindy, I think you and I could probably talk for hours. Well, I hope you have <laughs> me back sometime. I will, I will, I will, I will. And <laughs> I typically end my podcast interviews with 
an unusual question, but so far everybody has enjoyed answering it. Because I have a candle business, I think about the world. It's kind of weird because I'm a visual learner, but I, so I see a lot of things, but I'm also very scent oriented. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I like to think about the world in scent form. I've also learned through the candle business that scents really trigger a lot of memories. If you were to describe your life right now in terms of scent, how would you describe it? Ooh, a cinnamony, uh-huh. Ooh. earthy yeah. candle. Cinnamon, so very sensuous. Spice? Sensuous, the spice of the cinnamon, yeah. the woody, earthy, stable, grounded. Um, yes, I've always like a cedar wood, uh, spicy cedar wood. (laughs) Yeah. Spicy cedar wood, mossy, (laughs) mossy kind of, and it's comforting. Yes. See, I, as, as I was thinking about how you, you might answer this, I was thinking, I think she's probably into the green sense with a hint of floral. So your answer has surprised me, but I love it because, yeah, I like those kinds of scents too. Yes. Uh, yeah. Anything that makes you feel in your body and makes you right. feel all these things that we are, you know? Yeah, some, and, some fire and, in and there. <laughs> cinnamon, the, the spices invite reflection, retro, uh, in, introspection. Um, yes. So that, so that yes. makes, yeah, so that makes sense. So we're coming up on your, on your time of your sense with the cooler weather on the horizon, the winter My time. Favorite time, fall. Oh, yeah. I'm staying a bit. I stay in each season I'm in, but by August, I'm like, oh. Oh, I know. I'm like, I'm so over this hot, humid weather. You know, yeah. I'm ready, ready for fall. And and I've noticed that people have started purchasing the fall scents already. I think that there are other people in the same boat. It's like, we're just over it. I want some pumpkin spice. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I know so many people like that straining at the bit for this because it's just like home and comfort. And you think of that yes. blanket, you think of a fire and you think of rest. I think everyone wants to just rest, don't we? Mm-hmm. That's yes. what everyone's thinking. So you have permission to rest. If rest. somebody needs to hear that right now, take some time and rest. Okay. Well, now what you love. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed your insight. You have, you know, a great way of expressing your ideas and very eloquent. So I appreciate you very much. Oh, Kathy, I appreciate you so much. This has been an absolute joy. Thank you so much. You're doing such good work out there. Just shine on lady. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. If you did, please join our community on Facebook. There, you will find reading suggestions, meaningful dialogue, and additional stories of women who are going big. The link is posted in the show notes. As Betty Friedan said, aging is not lost youth, but a new stage of opportunity. So let's do it together.